Well, hey, good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. It's so great. Why don't we all stand up? It's so great to have you guys in here. Um, really excited just to worship, to press in, to chase after God tonight. And as we were praying through this this morning and uh, Pastor Sean and I were talking, you know, one of the things that the Lord really laid on our hearts uh, was this, this concept and this word of revival. And when we look at scripture, that, that means an awakening of the church. And we have been without church for a while. And there's something so special about gathering and worshiping together, yeah? And so tonight, just really feel like there's work that the Lord wants to do in our hearts to bring change in our lives, to use that as a catalyst to go out into the community, into the world, and see this revival because times are so unsure right now, but we have a sure and perfect Father in heaven. And so as we get started with worship tonight, I just want to remind you and challenge you as we, as we worship that if we want to see revival happen in the church, we have to see revival happen in our own hearts. And there has to be this personal awakening in order for God to use us to go out. And some of us have, have gotten really sterile or really uh, disconnected from the Lord over these past you know, few months. And tonight we have an opportunity afresh to go after the Lord, to believe in his promises, to stand in freedom in his presence and allow that work to take place in our hearts. And I know that sometimes we come in this building and the first couple of songs are these disarming songs where we like get into the groove of worship and we get ready. And then, you know, we, we start to take on this posture of worship the deeper we go into service. Uh, but this first song we're gonna sing is all about how our shame and our sin and all that stuff, we need to leave it at the door. And so if you're carrying burdens in with you tonight, if you're bringing hardship or shame or bitterness or disconnection or whatever it is, like let's just take a deep breath right now and let it all go. Because the Spirit's here tonight and He's ready. Are you ready? So as we go after the Lord tonight, leave that stuff at the door. We're in the Father's house, yeah? All right, let's worship. Sometimes on this journey,
story's just begun Failure's never final Cause the fall is here Come on! Yeah, failure's never final Cause the fall in the room Oh, lay your burdens
just as we continue in worship, um, I know that there are those of us in here who have gone through some kind of trial, some kind of heartache through this season, whether it's relational, whether it's emotional. And just again, when we, when we think about God reviving the things in our life, that are dead, that are bitter, that are hurting. All throughout scripture, we see him making ways where there was no way. We see him parting the Red Sea, turning it into a highway. We see in Isaiah, him making wellsprings in the desert. We see him healing the blind and the broken, bringing peace and restoration. And so if that's you in here tonight, I just want to encourage you to press in. Think about his promises. Think about his character. Think about the things in the past, the things that the Lord has brought you through that are so easy to forget. And when we look back at our lives, we see these altars that the Lord builds to remind us of his faithfulness, to remind us of his favor. You know, and this is where we get, get those names for the Lord, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Jehovah Nisi, the God of peace. And so if that's in you in here tonight and you need peace, restoration, healing from the Lord as we continue to worship and as we sing this song, just encourage you to sing it over yourself that he's turning graves into gardens. He's turning our mourning to dancing. He's turning those seas into highways, amen? Because, Lord, we're here tonight for you. You and only you. God, and we've been striving and trying to do these things on our own for so long. Lord, but only you have the power to redeem, to restore. So, Father, we surrender to you tonight. We want all the things that you are. We welcome you in with praise, with thanksgiving, Lord. We turn to you with open hands, with open arms. God, would you come and start working in our hearts? We just want to be in your presence. We want everything that's there. Lord, and would you take these things in our lives that have been dead and gone for so long and start to breathe new life into them. God, may revival's fire burn bright tonight. May your voice be clear. Would you grant us discernment to the things that you're speaking, God, and would you give us the courage to go after you? When you tell us to move, God, that we would step. When you call us to proximity, Lord, we would run. We're here for you. We worship you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
out again, there's nothing. Oh, there's nothing better than you. No, there's nothing better than you. No, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you.
Cause I'm wide awake Drawing closer by grace All my heart is yours All fear removed I breathe you in and lean into your
I want to take us to a moment in the Old Testament, a moment uh, where uh, Isaiah, the prophet, was, experienced revival in his life. And, and, and we're just going to go there real quickly, and then we're going to jump back into worship, and we're going to pray a bit. But it's a moment where King Uzziah had, had passed away, and, and King, Uz, Uz, uh, King Uzziah, uh, his death created some uncertainty in, in the prophet Isaiah. And up until that point, Isaiah has been busy doing the Lord's work. He's been speaking out woes to the children of Israel and woes to the people. In the first four, five chapters of Isaiah, it's woe to you and woe to you. And all of a sudden, in, in, in chapter 6 of Isaiah, we see, he sees a vision, right? A lot of you know this section of Scripture, but he sees this vision and, and he sees the Lord seated on a throne, high and lifted up. He sees the train of his robe, it fills the temple. And, and all of a sudden, the temple shakes and and it fills with smoke, and it's this powerful moment of the presence of God. And Isaiah, he hears the angels singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And, and something happens in Isaiah's life. He's broken. He, he's poor in spirit. His spirit is broken before the Lord. And he starts to experience revival. And tonight, I want to encourage you, as we come into God's house tonight, uh, I, I want you to experience maybe a bit of what he's experiencing in this moment. Because this is the words that he speaks right after seeing this vision of God and, and the grandeur of God and the presence of God and, and the, the, the power of God. And then he says, he says this, he says, woe is me. Now his words have gone from woe is you, woe to you, to woe is, is me for I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. He starts to see his humanity. And I think we need to start to see our own humanity and begin to say, God, I, I, I don't deserve to be used by you. I don't deserve to, to be in your presence even. God, I don't deserve the things, the grace, but you're so good to me. You, you want to use my life and you want to use me for your purposes. And, and so he begins to say, Lord, I'm so undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. He places himself with all the other, the rest of humanity as a sinner. And we are all sinners. Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace tonight. And then he says, for I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king. That's what's humbled him in the moment, the, the Lord of hosts. And then one of the seraphim flew to him, having in his hand a live coal, which was taken from the, with tongs from the altar. And, the, and, the, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. Your sin is purged. 
And we need to remember the grace of God tonight. Though we are humbled and we are broken and brought to that poor, poor in spirit place, oh, we can start to stand up again and we can start to thank God and, and begin, allow that revival to come through repentance, through through the humbling of ourselves to say, Lord, I, I am not worthy, but you're worthy, and you call me into relationship. Now, watch what happens next. In verse 8, he says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Now, at this point, Isaiah is not thinking that he, sh- he should be sent anywhere. He's humbled. He's saying, woe is me. I don't deserve anything. And now God, because he's purged, he's cleansed his heart and his life, and, and, and he's been set free, and, and he's living in the grace of God. Now he's saying, come on. Come on with me. Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? God's calling him into mission. He's calling him into relationship, into the work that God wants to do. And now he responds and says, then he said, here I am, send me. This reminds me of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, where it says, I beseech you, brother, by the mercies of God, to be living sacrifices, wholly acceptable to God. When we, when we place ourselves on the altar of God. We have no rights. We have we come poor in spirit. We come broken and say, "Lord, this is what I got. I'm going to place it right here, Lord. You use it. Whatever you want to do with me and through me." But it comes with surrender and brokenness, and through that comes great mission and great purpose and and, and movement. You see the movement who shall I send? Movement. God wants to move and push us out and use our lives, but it only, only happens through this. So as we go into these next couple songs, this, there's a song, and, and, and it's really, really beautiful, and it's called Available. And, and I want you to just reflect on it because it's a new song anyway. And, and I want you to worship in it, but I also want you to believe in it. I want you to believe for the availability of making yourself available to the Lord. As as you go to this place of poor in spirit, Lord, I don't deserve to be used by you. But God, I want to be used by you. Cleanse my heart tonight. Prepare me for what you have for me. Call me into mission with you. Call me into the action, the sending that you want to do with your people. And then pray, God, I'm available. I'm a living sacrifice on your altar, Lord. Use my life. Let's pray. I want you to just sit in for just a moment. Just pray this in with me. Lord, would you take us to that place 
of poor in spirit tonight. Surrendered to you. Surrendered to whatever you want to do with us. Lord, we're broken humanity right here in in this sanctuary. We're, We're broken humanity, but then you call us royalty. You call us your sons and daughters, and so you have greater things than broken humanity. You have greater things, Lord, than 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 that. And so, Lord, as we as we come humble and broken, would you would you raise us up, Lord, to do great things in the days ahead? Oh, Lord, we need more light in the darkness. We need more light shining into our world right now. And so, Lord, Lord. We don't deserve it, but Lord, would you, would you call us into mission with you tonight? Who will go for me? The Lord says, who will go for me? Lord, would you send us out? Here I am. Here we are. Send us, Lord. Lord, we're made available for you. Jesus, I pray in the name of Jesus, in your name, over every person in this room, Lord, as we move in, in repentance and in humility and And poor in spirit, Lord, as we know that we are bankrupt without you, God. God, would you you lift us up? Would you strengthen our bones? Would you make us warriors, men and women that fight the hard things? The hard, doing the hard things for, for your namesake. But Lord, it comes through this process. It comes through brokenness. It comes through surrender. And so Lord, we surrender ourselves, whatever you want to do with us. So Lord, tonight, shape us. During these songs, mold us, break us, and make us useful tools in your hands. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
feel like tonight. That this, the Spirit is speaking that sometimes revival takes leaving our comfort zone. And that in order for us to grow in our understanding and our affection for the Lord, we have to take a step of faith tonight. That some of us in here have put God in this box and we think that we figured it out. And we think that we figured him out. But the Lord tonight is calling us into deeper relationship with him. He's stoking the fire in our hearts. And all it takes is a spark. And may our yes tonight be that spark. Our following the leadings of the Spirit, taking a step of faith. I don't know what that looks like or who it's for. But someone in here tonight needs to be reminded that you don't have it figured out. You got to take some steps of faith to grow. the Lord's ready to do the work but are you it might be messy it might be dirty but may the refiner's fire come and rest on us tonight to take us into deeper relationship to challenge us to take those steps of faith and just encourage you to say yes to the Lord tonight, whatever he's calling you to, whatever he's asking of you. And it might be scary, but God's waiting in the unknown for you to come. Yes, 
a sweet time together. The Lord is with us. And let's wait upon his presence. Let's give him an opportunity to speak to our hearts. And Father, we do thank you that you're with us. Where two or three are gathered, that you're in our midst. You promise to never leave us or forsake us. And right now we wait upon you. We wait upon your Holy Spirit. Be still before the Lord, take a deep breath and allow him to speak to you. Just receive what he is putting upon your heart. like to take you to two places in scripture. The first is the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is not wanting the suffering of the cross. Just my personal opinion, I don't think it was the physical aspect of the suffering of the cross, though that was brutal. But it was more of the reality that he would be separated from the Father. As he took our sin upon himself The Father would pour out his judgment upon sin and Jesus would cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said yes to the Father. He said, Take this cup from me, nevertheless not my will, but your will be done. Paul had a thorn in the flesh and he asked the Lord three times, God, please take this away, this pain in my life. I don't want it any longer. And he pleaded with the Lord. And God's response to Paul was he said that my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And just like Jesus, Paul said yes. He said yes to pain. He said yes to disappointment. And he said, I'll most gladly boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God wants to take the gospel out. He wants to use our lives, as Sean was expressing from Isaiah chapter 6. But many times, that means us saying yes to pain. What's the pain in your life that you've been running from? What's the pain that you've been pleading to the Father that he would take it away? And instead of taking away, it may be that God is wanting us to surrender. For the gospel to go out, it may mean that our life is not as comfortable, that it's not as predictable, that it's not as owned by us, but it's owned by the Lord. So wrestle with that for a moment. What's what's the pain in your life that the Lord is wanting you to say yes to? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And as we say yes to the pain, 
That's when the power of God comes upon our lives. And we need the power of God through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just a made-up story or fairy tale, but we see the church on fire, changing the world, turning the world right side up because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And let's pray right now and ask that the Lord would anoint us afresh with the Holy Spirit as we say yes to pain, as we say yes to discomfort, as we say yes to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel that God would fill us with the Spirit. Would you just extend your hand to the Lord? Father, we come before you and many times we say the words, not my will, but your will be done. We know that this is where the wrestling is, to surrender our will to you, to trust you in pain, to trust you in disappointment, to be willing to take up our cross and follow you. And tonight we surrender because you're good. You're our father. We trust you. We trust your plan. Instead of trying to get out of pain, we surrender to your plan for our lives. Lord, we don't want to just have comfortable lives, but we desire to have lives that are used by you. We desire for our lips to proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus. We want our lives to matter, to impact eternity. So with open hands, and open hearts and feet of faith, we ask for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. You tell us it's not by power or by might, but by your Spirit. So would you empty us and fill us with your Spirit. May may the gospel go forth from our lives. Give us opportunity and passion and desire to proclaim your good news. May our lives be filled with your love. May they be marked by the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. So stop wrestling tonight and surrender. Trust. Trust his plan. Take that cup of suffering because with that cup of suffering comes the cup of salvation.
there at the start before the beginning of time with no point of reference you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life and as you speak In the vapor of your breath, the planets fall. If the stars were made to worship, so I can see your heart in everything you've made. Every burning star, a signal fire of if creation sings your praises so loud So loud God of your promise You don't speak in vain No syllable empty your voice Spoken on nature and science, follow the sound of your voice. Oh, and as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch a breath, evolving in pursuit of what you say. So
Pray that uh, this night be a stake in the ground. That it would be a point that we can look back on and remember. Hey, I made a decision there. I don't know what, what's today. Thank you, whatever that is. That today's the day I made a decision. That even though I'm a believer, even though even if you weren't a believer, whatever it may have, whatever it is, that today we made a decision to let revival's fire start to breathe again, to let the Lord start to speak again, to start to dream again, to start to hope again in a future that's secure through the risen Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you back here this weekend.